Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. Hope you're having a terrific Wednesday. We got a lot to get to today because on this Wednesday, there wasn't much going on last night in the world of Bay Area sports as the Warriors are facing their last opponent before the All-Star break in the Denver Nuggets tonight. Then they have a week off and then they're back next Thursday. By the way, I just saw that there's going to be the special Inside the NBA broadcast, except it's called Inside the All-Star Game. We're going to have Shaq and Chuck and Ernie and Kenny. Then you're going to have Draymond Green there. You're going to have Steph, Ja Morant. The officials are going to be mic'd up during the game. I actually think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's something uh, I think the NBA does well, is trying to showcase that All-Star Game. I know that the game's not very competitive itself, so they got to do something to enhance the television product and that's exactly what they're doing so shout out to them but I do want to talk some football today and mainly going after what uh, not going after going on what Brian Baldinger had to say on the morning roast I actually want to play a portion of that interview for you uh, later on in the program just in case you missed it but Brian Baldinger NFL insider for here for 95.7 the game Baldy's breakdowns you know him you love him he said something about 49ers, the quarterback situation. He had a lot to say, so I want to play that snippet of the interview for you uh, later on in the program. And then, of course, we will have the doghouse in the next segment at 515, so you can feel free to get him in at 888-957-9570. But going uh, a little off the beaten path, we're also in the knockout stage for... The Champions League, and yesterday it was Paris Saint-Germain going up against Real Madrid, and it was nil-nil, 0-0 all the way through. There was four minutes of stoppage time at the end of the game, and if you don't know what stoppage time is, essentially it's all the time that's built up when they weren't playing due to, you know, maybe players going on the ground, falling, tripping, getting hurt. Injuries, whatever. So there was four minutes of stoppage time. And they're in the 93rd minute. So they got about a minute of play left uh, before you possibly go into overtime. And Kylian Mbappe, the star in soccer. I know Messi and Ronaldo are the two who we always argue about. But Kylian Mbappe, we know, is the best young player in the game. And he didn't disappoint in the 93rd minute. Mbappe... One more drive. Problem is for Lucas Vasquez. And Mbappe's through Oh, magnificent! Beyond magnificent! Utterly explosive! A physical phenomenon! 
<laughs> it's, these calls, they make them so... They, they just make them so dramatic. They make them so dramatic. Like, listen to this again. Bappe. One more drive. Problem is for Lucas Vasquez. And Bappe's through him. Oh, magnificent! Beyond magnificent! Utterly explosive! Now, with a team that has Mbappe, credit to CBS Sports for the audio, with a team that has Mbappe and Lionel Messi, it's kind of nice to have Neymar there on the bench, but when Neymar entered the game, it it was, the Holy Trinity has arrived. (laughs) It's like, all right, I get it. It's intense. And back today, we got more We got more Champions League coming up, and we got uh, Liverpool and Inter. I believe that's going to be the uh, the game that's broadcast here. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Love the Champions League. If you've ever wanted to get into soccer at all and uh, you, you don't know how, you don't know what to watch, well, my number one thing would be just watch Champions League. That's where the best of the best goes. That's where the best of the best play each other. And when you're in the round of 16 like they're in right now, These are the ones that are a lot of fun. So uh, check these games out if you want to get into into soccer. Another sport that I personally got into, Formula One. Drive to Survive. It was just announced this morning, uh, about 11 minutes ago, actually, that the new season of Drive to Survive is coming to Netflix on March 11th. So if you're a baseball fan and you're looking for something to do uh, in the middle of March, besides watching basketball, of course, uh, but if you want to get into a new sport, Drive to Survive, Formula One, it's going to be the thing that helps. I believe golf is doing a similar TV show uh, 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 for for their players, just so it can grow the popularity of their sport. So there is that. Uh, but I do want to bring something up that actually has to do with American sports. I don't know if there's anything well actually this 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 might be hyperbole but I don't think there's anything I dislike more than this whole prediction season that comes around with the quarterbacks. You know, like I I understand predictions for maybe the sports year at the beginning of a sports year when the NFL season is coming around and you're trying to make predictions for the season like what the standings are going to be who's in the Super Bowl who's going to make the playoffs and all that stuff that's totally fine understandable but when it comes to quarterback movement which is what this offseason is going to be based on here we're going to wait to see where Aaron Rodgers goes and to be honest it looks like he's staying in in Green Bay they're going to try and make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL makes sense he just won the MVP twice in a row who cares about all that off the field stuff what he gives you on the field is a damn good quarterback why not try and pay that guy and maybe keep Devontae Adams in the process or he could go to Denver, but it's looking like I think Green Bay is going to be his land, his his landing spot. Russell Wilson, right? I, I I don't know what's happening there in Seattle. There hasn't been a ton of talk around Seattle. My guess is he's going to stay in Seattle, right? But the issue that I have with prediction time is I'm seeing so many articles now about bold predictions for quarterbacks in their next landing spot. Why do they always have to be bold predictions? Do do we really have to do something that off the beaten path? Can you give us some can you give us some perspective and maybe not get fans going crazy? Cuz the reason partially the reason why we go crazy during these uh going up to the trade deadline for example for the NBA, going to free agency, going through the draft, it's because we get all these top 10 lists of bold and I'm a list guy, you know me as a list guy. You give me a top 10? I mean listwire.usatoday.com is my favorite website out of all the websites. Love lists. But all these bold predictions are the reason why fans have these otherworldly takes about what they can get in return. Like, that Jimmy Garoppolo report yesterday that everybody was running with, that, that, uh, that, that article that was written, it was because an executive said that maybe if those other quarterbacks that I already just mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, those are a couple other guys I didn't even mention. Um, but if those guys don't go to Washington, well, one executive 
thinks that Washington would be willing to give their 11th overall pick to the Niners for Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, one executive. I I don't know which ones I I, I dislike more out of those reports. It's the one executive told me, one former NFL GM told me, one scout told me that this is a possibility. Well, of course it's a possibility. There are endless possibilities with what could happen with these guys. And it's not to say don't listen to them, but at the same time, it's just we don't know who these executives are. We don't know why they're saying these things. It's just there's there's too many reports out there, and now I'm seeing all this Jimmy for a first-rounder, and it's just, it's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. You know when your mind gets trapped, like, in a bottle? So I don't know. And then this Derek Carr thing. I'm going to just rant on this for a couple of minutes. Derek Carr, it was reported yesterday that for the Raiders, this is for the Raider fans out there, and maybe for some Niner fans who are interested, or just football fans in general, but... Derek Carr, it was reported that they would be willing to give him an extension, possibly $40 million a year. It was reported that it was 35, but then you saw it could go up to 40. And that was from Vinny Bonsignor uh, from the Las Vegas Review Journal, who's uh, who, who's who's a Mark Davis guy. So what they want to what whatever the Raiders want to report, Vinny's going to get it out there. And. I'm just wondering, why are we so quick to do this? Like, why do we need to even think about giving him an extension right now? Especially at $40 million a year. Can't we wait for like a season just to maybe see, oh, let's see if Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr work together when they're on the field. Because clearly they like him when they've had meetings together. When Josh McDaniels had told him, hey, this is what we're going to do. Are you riding with us? And I'm sure Derek Carr, being the team guy that he is, says yes. And then the, the thing is, not only that, but he said that he would retire if he was no longer a Raider. So that gives you a little bit of leverage. It's just, why are you going to offer him that much money right away when he still has a year left on his deal? It just makes It just makes no sense. This quarterback stuff... It's going to drive me insane. It's going to drive me insane. And not to mention the other quarterback from the Cardinals who's going to be in the doghouse, and that's coming up next. Uh, please feel free at 888-957-9570 at the Comcast Business text line. Who is in your doghouse for this week? But it's just all these reports, everything going around in the offseason. It's a way for the NFL to remain relevant, I understand, even after the Super Bowl is over and when baseball is in a lockout and no one's paying attention to what's going on when pitchers and catchers were supposed to report yesterday. We're in a time where any news is going to make it headline news just because of there's nothing going on in baseball, nothing going on in basketball as they're heading to the all-star break and the trade deadline is done. The buyout market, I mean, if you're not if you're not a, a, a Warrior fan or really any team who's trying to make any addition at the buyout market, you don't care. You don't care if you're a fan of, like, say, the, the Phoenix Suns. I don't know. Say you're a, fa- a fan of that team and you know that you're sticking with your roster and you're not going to add anybody. Maybe they will. I don't know. But I'll, I'll, I'll just assume that they're not into it. It's just... There's so many reports that are flying out there, but bold predictions. I saw something earlier today, the you know bold landing spots for each quarterback, and then I read it, and I was like, that's not that bold. Just said Jimmy Garoppolo to the Washington Commanders for a third-round pick. Like, that's what every—that's not a bold prediction. That's a prediction. It's not bold to say that. And that's just a headline to get people to read it. I know. I'm just ranting on and on here. Look, man, there were no sports yesterday. I'm just going to talk about things that bother me. Speaking of which, the doghouse, that's coming up next. 888-957-9570, the Comcast Business text line. You know what the doghouse is. Kyle Shanahan had his doghouse with Dante Pettis. He was the first one. And then you had Brandon Ayuk there earlier this season. The doghouse. Who was in your doghouse this week? 888-957-9570. Steve, I'd like for doing on the pregame show, 95.7 in the game.
Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in with you. As the big voice guy said, hope you're having a good Wednesday. Right now, we got the doghouse. Who is in your doghouse for this week? It could be anyone from the world of sports, pop culture, your life, whoever whoever you want at 888-957-9570. And keep it within reason, please. I'm not going to read off stupid ones, even though all of mine are stupid. <laughs> uh, and uh, where was it from the 510? Nice guy, you're in my doghouse. Where's Black Hole Sundays at? Look, 510, full disclosure, it's tough finding a time here to do the pod. Alright, I can't give you any promises. Gonna try and get it done this Friday, though. That much I can tell you. That much I can tell you, because I finally got some free time here. So, Friday, Black Hole Sundays, the Raider podcast. I'm sure we're gonna do something extensive on Derek Carr, plus me and Spadoni have been talking about it all yesterday. Uh, and, and he's fired up about it. He's making some good points, and I think we're on the opposite side of things when it comes to the extension. Uh, so that'll be a good podcast. We're gonna try to get that done for you, though, on Friday, 510. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As a podcast host, and a guy who runs it, it's my responsibility. It's on me. I apologize. I apologize. But please feel free to get a minute. 888-957-9570. Who is in your doghouse for this week? Let's get into it. It ain't no fun being in the doghouse. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem and Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige, they're not in the doghouse. That halftime show was great. Although, you know, thinking about it, you heard me the day after talking about that halftime show. Uh, when, I, when I had another day to look back and I rewatched it, I'm like, you know, we've seen this before. We've seen Snoop Dogg perform Still DRE. We've seen Eminem perform Lose Yourself in a hood in Jordans. We've seen Kendrick Lamar do an organized solo performance at the Grammys with a whole dance number and everything. We've seen all that. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it was it was cool. It was great. But also, it's, it's, it's nothing new. Nothing new that we haven't seen. So I'm not going to put them in the doghouse. Look, I got four. I got four in my doghouse. And it feels like I've had these three in there for a while. But they're like... Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not effing leaving. Like, they give me reasons to continue to keep them in the doghouse. You have the opportunity to get out there during the week if you just if you just don't do anything. But each week, it's something different. So, number one, James Harden again. No, this isn't for scoring four points, going 2 of 11 against the Kings when he was with the Nets. No. But in his time going with the Sixers, it's a 1A and 1B with James Harden. Number one. I saw the report that he hasn't officially opted in for that new contract for like $47 million just because the paperwork wasn't done in time. That's number one. That, I mean, I don't know how much there is to go into that report. Number two, going to his press conference and saying, this is where I wanted to be all along. I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second. If he went to a team... With Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I think he expected a little bit more. Now, he's not going to be honest and say, you know, I I didn't get what I wanted over there. But it's pretty clear that based on reports, there was a report out there that Steve Nash, when he was drawing up plays for KD, when they were huddled around him, James Harden would roll his eyes because he wasn't getting the ball enough. But you're also not scoring like you used to. So it's just, it's so jumbled. And then they go and lose to the Knicks by 40 as he's sitting on the bench there. And it's like, all right, yep, this is what you joined. This is what you got. Although I do think him and Embiid can be very good together. I, I, I do think that can that's a, that's a relationship that could work. But don't go to the press conference saying that you've always wanted to go here. Come on, James Harden. You're still in the doghouse. You've been in the doghouse for like the last six weeks. Uh, number two, he's still there also. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is still in the doghouse because of all the trickle-down effects that have happened from his little social media thing. 
Because last week we put him in the doghouse simply because of what he did as he scrubbed his social media. But as the week has gone on, what we've gotten is a sarcastic video message from J.J. Watt on social media acting like nothing's wrong. I don't know if anyone saw that, but he's sitting outside his, uh, sitting outside like a hotel room or his apartment, something like that. He's sitting on a patio and he's just taking, and he's like, Kyler won't FaceTime me. Does this mean he doesn't like me? What does it mean? And he's kind of making fun of everything. And, and, I, and I thought it was funny. But then the reports start to surface that he didn't want to play with a minute left in the playoff game just because of how badly they were losing. That he would have to call his girlfriend at halftime just because he wasn't playing the way that he wanted to and needed somebody to talk to. And it's just... Everything he did with social media, the Cardinals could have dealt with this internally if there was a real issue. But now you're starting to get these reports... And it's just had an impact on how everyone has viewed the Cardinals going into next season. And it was all done within a span of a couple of weeks. Right after your NFC West rival in the LA Rams won the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Super Bowl, this guy's new in the doghouse. And this guy has been, I mean, this guy's just been chastised throughout the week. Uh, But it's Eli Apple. Cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, gave up the touchdown to Cooper Cup, uh, the game-winning touchdown to Cooper Cup. But Eli Apple saw this report prior to the Super Bowl that he told his defensive coordinator, let me get Odell. I know him. I can stop him. Eli Apple used to play for Ohio State. Odell used to play for LSU. Couple of rivals there. And he said that he knows how to stop him. Put me on him, coach. He's the only guy from the Bengals that talked that talk. A lot of these guys did it. Jalen Ramsey, very surprisingly, he wasn't so adamant that the Rams were going to win. He was surprisingly humble uh, going into the Super Bowl. And he hasn't really said much since because he kept getting beat. But Eli Apple was running his mouth and was writing checks that he couldn't cash. And he gave up the game-winning Super Bowl to Cooper Cup. It's unbelievable. You can't talk that mess and then not back it up. You have to if you're a football player. Look, I got one more that I'm going to rant on, but I do want to get yours at 888-957-9570. All right, hang on. From the 925, hang on, this is good. Kermit the Frog Arms Langford putting people in the doghouse. Bat what what? Psh, real profound. Jabroni. Wow. Kermit the Frog Arms Langford and closing it out with Jabroni. 925, I know who you are. You're still salty about last week. It's okay. It's okay. You can continue to text in, though, and just make fun of me doing whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care. I'm hosting the show right now. (laughs) You're making it very entertaining on a Wednesday. I appreciate it. It's not having the impact that you want it to have on me. Thank you, 925. From the 707, wasn't Eli Apple drafted by the New York Giants where Odell played? You are correct there, too. You are correct. And went back to his time in college also. For the 925, MLB is in my doghouse. I need baseball in my life. I'm sorry, the text line is super far away from me, so it's tough to read these. Let's get it together, Major League Baseball. That's from the 925. Yep. And that's my last one. Major League Baseball has been in the doghouse. It continues to stay in the doghouse. And not only that, but now we were having uh, the only news that we're getting out of baseball besides the lockout is the trial to determine whether Eric Kay for the Los Angeles Angels was responsible for the death of Tyler Skaggs, as you remember, uh, a few years ago. Former, four former players have testified on Tuesday about their opioid histories. Matt Harvey, C.J. Crone, Cam Bedrosian, and Mike Morin 
are all involved in that. So that's what's going on in baseball. But the other thing with the lockout, it's so focused on money. It's so focused on money. I was reading this article, and this made, and it was from Jason Stark, who's a baseball writer for The Athletic, who's fantastic. And his article was based on what Major League Baseball could do, could take away from the NFL and what we just saw. What baseball can do and what they can take away from the NFL and implement that into their game. And the number one point is improve the on-field product and don't be afraid to make changes. They've made a couple of changes, sure. They tried to shorten these games, you know, putting the runner on second in extra innings. It looks like they're going to have a universal DH, which is good, which could have impact the on-field product, but we already have half the league uh, going with the DH in the American League. They're so focused on just trying to pay their players that the the problem isn't for baseball fans it's not players getting paid if if you had baseball fans who who came on here and told me the reason that they hate baseball is because of the service time and they don't pay their players and you're talking about the economics of the whole thing it's very rare where you find a baseball fan who says that. The reason that baseball fans don't watch it anymore is because the game is too long. They've tried to fix it. But also, there are too many walks, too many strikeouts, and too many home runs. They haven't done anything to fix that. And I don't know what they could do to fix that. I don't know if that includes uh, you know, uh, trying to alter the defensive shift. I don't know what they can do. But they, they're doing everything to help their players economically, which is not something a lot of us can empathize with when these dudes are making hundreds of thousands of dollars at least to start out in their careers and eventually earn them maybe $43 million, which is what Max Scherzer is making for the next couple of years. We can't really relate to that. But the on-field product is something that we pay attention to, and it's something that they really have not addressed They've done it in little ways, but it's more than just a universal DH. It's more than just putting a runner on second in extra innings. It's more than that. And they're not going to improve that part of it. So baseball's going to come back, but you're still going to get those fans complaining, thinking, all right, the lockout happened, I'm not going to watch anymore, but I've already heard enough, I'm not going to watch anymore because the on-field product stinks. And it's not that fun. The playoffs were great last year. Don't get me wrong, the playoffs were great last year, but a lot of people are just turned off by baseball just because of what we're seeing on the field. Doesn't have anything to do with the contracts that the players are getting. And that's the primary focus of this lockout right now, is just to try and get these players paid. And I'm all for players doing it, but for fans, doesn't do much for them. Not for the ones who maybe were kind of going back and forth on baseball. I don't know. Baseball is just so frustrating, especially with it being my favorite sport growing up and seeing the way that it's being handled. And there's not going to be any changes. I've said this already like 15 different times, but baseball's not going to change unless they get a new commissioner and they bring in somebody else. Because as long as Rob Manfred's there, the changes that are going to be made, I don't think they're going to impact the on-field product at all. And right now, we're just watching a bunch of people who are arguing over payment between themselves, not worrying really about the fans and what they think. And I get it. I, 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 I get where the players are coming from. But at the same time, what's left for us as the fan? Not much. Not much in, way, in, in the way of changes to the game. Although Universal DH, I do like that. I do like that. All right. Coming up next, I'm going to play... A snippet of the Brian Baldinger interview from the Morning Roast yesterday. I could just play cuts, but I'd rather you hear the four to five minutes from the cuts that I was going to play so that you can hear the context, you can hear the questions, you can hear how the interview was going. And I want you to hear that, and we'll react to that next, because he had a lot of things to say about the 49ers, their quarterback situation, Jimmy Garoppolo, all of it. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Stephen Langford in with you. Hope you're having a good Wednesday morning. Even you, 925, who called me Kermit Frog Arms Langford. <laughs> and closed it out with Jabroni. Actually, I do appreciate the, the cleverness of that text. It's a lot better than just saying, hey, Langford, you suck, which I've gotten a few times. Uh, from the 510, they should just switch to composite bats next. Speaking of changes to Major League Baseball and something that they're not addressing in the lockout, they're addressing all the economic issues between the players, which I understand, but they're not really doing anything for the fans. Universal DH comes along. Okay, we fixed it. No, not really. The on-field product is still going to frustrate some fans when you bring baseball back. What are you going to do to change it? And the 510 talking about bringing back composite bats. I I get nostalgic when talking about baseball bats from Little League and just how cool it was. Every time you'd every time you'd go into the season, you you'd you'd be looking at everyone's uh new bat that they just got over the winter, maybe at Christmas. And what'd you get? Oh, you got the gold Omaha? You got a new DiMarini? Whoa, is that the stealth? No way, you got the liquid metal. Oh my, can I use this? <laughs> you know? Those were the days, man. Those were the days when you just, when you'd get jealous. No way, you got the new EXO. Remember how cool those EXOs were? I believe that's what it was called. I'm not missing. Let me let me double check that. Let me, let me just let me just make sure. Expo, baseball bat. Yeah, the EXO, right? Yeah, the Louisville Slugger EXO. You got the EXO? <laughs> what a time. Also, baseball needs a uh, better video game for the younger generation instead of MLB The Show, which is just too realistic. They need something like Backyard Baseball. Backyard Baseball 2001, being seven years old, that helped me get into baseball and learn the players. You think I'd know who Jeremy Burnitz was if I didn't play Backyard Baseball 2001? Maybe. Probably. Maybe not. Speaking of that Kyle Shanahan drop and the 49ers, I wanted to get to this. Brian Baldinger, NFL insider for 95.7 The Game, Baldy's Breakdowns, NFL Network analyst, breaks down the game, watches film, and he's proven that he watches the tape, especially on the 49ers. And he had a lot to say. Now, I would play the cut separate and just do that, you know, as it is an audio medium, but I wanted you to hear the four minutes from which these cuts were made because he had a lot to say in the four minutes. And I also want you to hear the context just so nothing is, uh, nothing is misrepresented in the wrong way. So here's Brian Baldinger. This is about four minutes long. He was on with the morning roast and he had a lot to say about the 49ers quarterback position. And my question to you is how confident are you? With Trey Lance next season. And are you entertaining the idea of these veterans, possibly a Tom Brady or even an Aaron Rodgers, making their way to the Niners? Are you entertaining that or are you just sticking with Trey Lance? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the Comcast business text line. Get those texts in. I want to play Baldy right now for you and we'll react 
This Again, this is four minutes long, and this is Brian Baldinger talking about the 49ers quarterback situation. I'm seeing a lot. I know we're, we're transitioning away from the Super Bowl because I'm hurting. I mean, as a Niner fan, I'm hurting. And, and now we're in the speculation smoke season, Baldy. And so Jimmy Garoppolo floating around. How much is he worth? You know, this team would trade X. That team would trade Y. What, do you, what are you comfortable saying Jimmy Garoppolo is worth on the open market? I mean, obviously this is a speculation at best, but you do a pretty good job understanding what teams have and, and what they're looking for. What would you be willing to give up for Jimmy G? You know, Joe, if you look at, you know, the, you look at Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl, you look at Tom Brady last year, you're looking at Joe Burrow, you're looking at, you know, I don't know, Josh Allen, Mahomes. I mean, it's such an elite position right now. And we saw it in the postseason how good you have to be once you get here. If you could get here. And so guys like Carson Wentz, I mean, they're not good enough. Jimmy G, is he good enough? I mean, yeah, some team will take him. I mean, and I don't mean like he's like second, you know, you know, chopped liver or anything like that. But you could, Jimmy G is probably a third round pick, something like that. But how many teams are going to be lining up for him when you know how good you have to be if you want to win it all? Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I mean, you know. Stan Kroenke, uh, Sean McVay, they want to win it all, and they went for it all, and they got their guy, and they they knew how good he is. I don't know that teams look at Jimmy G like they do Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's where Jimmy's at right now. And it's he's good. He, he can get you probably to the playoffs. Can you go all the way with him? I'm not sure. Well, having said that, in term, and especially when you juxtapose it with Stafford and what L.A. has done, yeah. did the 49ers make the wrong mistake in going in on Trey Lance and not trying to trade for Matt Stafford? Yeah. Yes. To answer your question. Because if you put Matt Stafford in San Francisco, they probably win it all. So, uh, But, you know, they, they built for the future. And so now they've got to figure out how to get Trey Lance up to speed. And that's all. You know, it's, it's a slow process. I mean, Josh Allen's taken three years, and he still wasn't good enough. And we saw just how brilliant he is almost every Sunday. And he wasn't good enough in the moment to do it. Wow. Um, we know how good Patrick Mahomes is. He's a human highlight reel. He wasn't good enough the last two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, flat, not, you know, flat, flat, you know, just <clears throat> however you want to categorize it. And so it is. There is so much on that position right now, because you can like put all the pieces around him. Um, you just see Matt Stafford in Detroit, twelve years. We saw no look passes. We mm-hmm. saw comeback wins. Look what they did to him in San Francisco, in, in L.A. for them to win. You know, you got two Hall, three Hall of Fame players on the defense. You got a, probably one of the greatest young coaches we've ever seen. You got the best receiver in football. And it was just barely good enough to go win it. Wow. I mean, it is it is a big task once you get that guy to make sure all everything around it is just as good as it can be. With that said, Baldy, I've been hearing a lot, and it's actually driving me a little crazy. A lot of people saying, well, you know what? The Niners need to go get Brady because Trey Lance isn't ready for prime time. Trey Lance isn't ready to go. I have a hard time believing that. What are your thoughts on Trey Lance being ready for primetime next season to take in the reins of the San Francisco 49ers? Well, he's got to make a monster leap. I don't know, Bonte. Like, I don't know how, what the comp is to go from where he, what we saw this year, which was spot duty, a couple starts, to Super Bowl level. I mean, I don't know that anybody's ever made that kind of a jump. You know, maybe Mahomes might be the yeah. only one. Yeah. And so you want to say that Trey Lance is Patrick Mahomes. I'm not ready to say that. Right. Uh, you know, and I don't want to shortchange the guy. And I don't want to put him under into a pressure cooker either. But that's kind of what you're talking about, that level of play right now. And it's hard to think that anybody um, can make that kind of a jump. And that was Brian Baldinger on with the Morning Roast. That was the four-minute snippet that I wanted to play for you. So there's a lot to unpack from that. Uh, number one, when he said that he's not sure how many teams are clamoring for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, and he, and he said maybe a third-round pick, Brian Baldinger's not going to be the evaluator of 
you know, draft compensation and what they could get in return for Garoppolo. He just said maybe a third rounder. I'm seeing something like a conditional third rounder that could possibly turn into a second rounder. We saw that first rounder report yesterday, the 11th overall pick. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm the Washington Commanders and I have the 11th pick and uh, none of those quarterbacks are on the uh, on the board anymore, maybe the quarterback that they wanted was already taken in the draft. All of that happens. I'm not trading my first rounder away. Hell no. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure when I'm sure John Lynch is on the phone. Like, hey, my guy Parag Marate, and he's talking to Washington. Said, hey, look, he just said that we could pay for half of Garoppolo's salary. You just got to give us a first rounder back. He's found it in our salary budget to pay for Garoppolo and half of the $24 million that he's going to be making next season. If everyone was calling for a pay cut on Jimmy Garoppolo, then I think they could pay for maybe half of that salary and then also get a veteran quarterback as a backup in the process for Trey Lance. Um, But he said not many teams will be clamoring for Garoppolo. I disagree with that. I don't think they're going to be first round clamoring for him saying yeah take our first round pick we we just please please take it no it's not going to be like that but I do think there are going to be a lot of teams out there who are willing to sacrifice maybe a second rounder or a third rounder in order to get him and what he brings you is just a quarterback who's not going to cause any trouble <laughs> That's where it is. You know he's a decent quarterback. You know he's better than, let's just use Sam Darnold as an example. That that experiment in Carolina just stopped in the middle of the season. Just didn't work. So I do think teams are going to be very interested in Garoppolo, and I think that he's going to have a lot of suitors. Uh Number two, when he's making all of these comparisons, and it's fascinating, actually, when we have these guys on weekly and you hear how they look at the game, when playoffs come around and the Super Bowl comes around, it's just a different mindset for these analysts who used to be players. It's just a different mindset. They, they, when it when it's Super Bowl and we're talking Super Bowl and we're talking about you know what our local team can do to get to the Super Bowl next year, A lot has to go right. A lot has to go right. And do the 49ers regret not taking Stafford when he says, yeah, I do agree with him there. I do agree with him there. I was called an idiot on the air. Not as good as you who called me Kermit Frog Arms Lankford. Not as good as you. Not as good as that text. But I was called an idiot when I said, hey, Matt Stafford to the Niners, if that's a possibility, I say you go and do it. I say you go and do it just because I think that he can win with this team. And what did that prove? They needed another quarterback this year. They needed one to take them as far as they could go. Now you could bring all the other factors into it. The fact that the team was gassed toward the end of the year. These guys were limping their way to the NFC Championship. Like That's how it was going toward the end of the year. And if it would have played out that way for Stafford, I'm not so sure they would have uh, gone to the Super Bowl, let alone win one with him. But I do think overall that that would have been a good trade, having looked at it. But Trey Lance is the guy now. I don't think there's any... I, I personally don't think that you need to make any changes going forward. Because the names that Baldy mentioned there... And you're going to hear this all the time. All the time. You're going to hear comparisons to Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert even. You're not going to hear a lot of comparisons to NFC quarterbacks. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, then, well, Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers, who's a two-time MVP. But you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. And you can't allocate the, the that money elsewhere. I don't know what that defense is going to look like next season. I mean, if you got Aaron Rodgers, you got a pretty good chance of winning the NFC North and making the playoffs. All right, so you got to compete with Rodgers, but you've shown that you can beat him even with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you also have who else? Tom Brady was there, not anymore. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's still going to be with the Rams next season, but they need to get that offensive line worked out if Andrew Whitworth is going to retire. And if Aaron Donald retires, then they're going to need to figure out everything with that defense. And then 
You also got Kyler Murray for the Cardinals, who's got a bunch of frustrations, and now there's a whole ton of reports. I don't know what to believe anymore. Kyler didn't refute anything, any of the details from the reports about him wanting to leave the playoff game and uh, you know, calling his girlfriend at halftime and doing all these different things. He didn't refute any of that. He just said, this isn't a part of my character, this isn't whatever. He didn't detail anything. I think you need to detail stuff if you're going to refute a report like that. But Trey Lance has time. If you're telling me that you got to compete in a conference that's with... Aaron Rodgers, who is coming up toward the end of uh, toward the end of his career, I think that's safe to say. Um, going up against a guy like Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford's going to be your your competitor for sure, and the Rams are going to be a good team next season. But other than that, there's not a whole lot to compete with right now. So I think that Trey Lance is in a good situation, and the 49ers are in a good situation. It's just on Trey Lance to execute. It's just on Trey Lance to execute at this point. And of course, it's going to take a massive leap for him to get to prime time. I don't know if Bonte's question, because he asked if Trey's ready for prime time, I don't know if it was, because uh, Baldy took it as, oh, are they ready to make a Super Bowl run with Trey? I, I, I think I, I think Bonte's more so asking, like, does this dude have what it takes to get this team to the playoffs to make it to prime time and then possibly make it to the Super Bowl? But Baldy's thinking Super Bowl right away. So he's saying he's got to make a massive leap. And I agree with him. But you got time. You got time, and I think that he could do it. If it's not this season, okay. Then you still got till his rookie deal. You got to be patient with him. I don't know if they need to make any drastic moves. And Michael Irvin, of course, the playmaker who was on with Damon and Ratto Weekly, he said this about the 49ers and Tom Brady. Hell to the yell. Are you joking? Are you serious? That's not even. We shouldn't even have this discussion, but we all get some soap right after we finish this discussion. Both, <laughs> all of us, put some dials over, some kind of zest in our mouth to wash it out, but we're going to have it anyway. Let's have a discussion anyway. Absolutely, he should. They should do everything and anything possible. And let me give it to you why. Let me give it to you why. If you're going to have Danielson and, 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 and Trey trying to have Trey Lance learn from Danielson, you might as well, if you get an opportunity, say, let Mr. Miyake really teach you. This is the real teacher right here. This is the real man. To have that team to get with that quarterback to play the game the way he plays the game, to teach this athletic wizard of a dude, Trey Lance, I mean, you do it right away if you can do that. It would be an incredible, incredible setup. My, my question is just how? How is that how is that going to work? Well, it's the greatest of all time. You figure out a way and make it work. I mean, I'm a 5 a.m. radio host. It's not my job to create the contracts and pay the money to these guys, but I do wonder how they do it. If they can, of course, it's Tom Brady, and he still can play at a high level, even at his age. And all these conspiracy theories about he just retired so that he could play for his team, the 49ers, yeah, I'll buy into that. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> it's Tom Brady. Why does everyone think it's such a far-fetched idea for him to come out of retirement? And even when he's still going on this podcast that he's on with Jim Gray, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. He still hasn't said, oh, yeah, I'm retired. I'm going to spend the time with my family. Of course, Giselle, I'm sure, has something to say about that. But it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. And maybe it's just, maybe it's just us speculating, trying to find something. But in the end, I, I think Trey Lance is going to be the 49ers quarterback from this year and beyond. We'll see how he does. I don't want to make any snap judgments about the way that he plays. You see there's a lot of potential. You give him an offseason to work with the ones and not... I mean, we always talk about how much noise there was surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo and in, in his position. But there's a ton of noise around Trey Lance, too. And he's not going to have to play around any of it, at least in the offseason. Because once the season rolls around, that's when the noise is going to grow louder and louder. Can you imagine when Trey has that inevitable, because this happens to every quarterback, has the inevitable one touchdown, two interception game? You know, you know, and, and the reaction that there's going to be? Not going to be a lot of patience, I don't think so. So he's going to have to learn to play with the noise there. But at least in the offseason, he can go into it knowing that he is the QB1 and there's no one else that's going to take his spot. 
instead of trying to fight for a job. And you also know the offense, too. So I, yeah, it, do I think, do I buy into Brian Baldinger saying that the 49ers should have gone for Stafford? I, I, I do think they should have. I do think they should have. And that's going back to something I said back then. Even at the beginning of the season when Stafford was in these trade talks and these reports were coming out. I mean, Stafford just essentially said, yeah, I'm going to choose the Rams instead. Okay, fine. So I, you, you, we can go back and forth on it all day. The reality is we won't know until next season, and that's what's going to make this offseason uh, just so grueling. Now, I apologize at the Comcast business text line. I don't have it open on my main computer. It's only open on the producer computer. So I'm going to go read these texts. I'm like, uh, just picture me. Like one of those, one of those guys who's like a like a hacker in a movie, and he's rolling along with his chair, going back and forth from computer screen to computer screen. Think of me as Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. sitting in his garage and just rolling from one end of the garage to the other, just going from next computer screen to next computer screen. Just picture me doing that. That's how I'm doing reading the text line. We'll have sound effects in the background to go along with it. I know it's unprofessional, but. What can you do? You're, I mean, you, you, you got to work with what you got. All right, so I'm going to try and read the text here and go back and forth just so I can get some of your opinions in. From the 574, Rob Gronkowski retired to avoid... Damn it, the text read down. To avoid playing again with the Patriots. It's not far-fetched at all to, to think that these reports are true. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. It's just there's going to be so much off-season speculation. So much of it. And then nothing's going to happen because it's just that's just that's just what we do. That's just <laughs> it's how it goes. Well, nothing happened. Ah, well. All right. Fine. It's not like the NBA trade deadline where there was a bunch of, oh, James Harden could be wanting out of uh, Brooklyn, and then it actually happens. Very rarely does that happen in the NFL. We've been talking so much about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, the futures for them, where they're going to go, and it's a total po- and it's and it's entirely possible they just they just stay with their respective teams. <laughs> like like that, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. The latest update we got came from basketball, though, and it was James Wiseman scrimmaging in five-on-five. Okay. Finally, we got something concrete, but it still doesn't solidify of what we think James Wiseman can be when he comes back and our expectation of him. Like, five-on-five scrimmage? Okay. Finally, is what I say. I'm like the rock at the beginning of the Super Bowl when I'm thinking about James Wiseman and going into a five-on-five scrimmage. Just finally. I'll watch that back again. It's just it's just the all maroon. <laughs> oh, the rock. All right, before I get out of here, I've been rambling on and on about the quarterback situation, but I think that's the hot topic uh, of, of the Bay Area. But we did have Champions League yesterday. And there was four minutes of stoppage after the 90th. It was tied, nil-nil. Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid. And Kylian Mbappe in the 93rd minute, with a minute left in the game, gets the goal. Mbappe. One more drive. Problem is for Lucas Vasquez. Mbappe's through. Oh, magnificent. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.